I'm Molly, and you're listening to Zetus Lapidus, a Mammoth Club original podcast. What's up, all you peanuts or cashews? I'm Alan. I don't want to be a legume. <laughs> and I'm Max. <laughs> this is Zetus Lapidus. It's the podcast where we watch every Disney Channel original movie or DCOM in chronological order and then spend way too much time analyzing them. This week, folks, we watched the Proud Family movie. We did. That's true. That is factual. Guys, I have some tea on oh, this okay. film. Tea? I have some tea is it on this film. Is it tea? Uh, no. no I, as much as I would like to look you in the face, Max, and yes, and, yeah. uh, because of the nature of this fun fact, I cannot in good faith oh. say that it is wow. peanut tea. Okay. So I'm going to put a pin I'm, in I'm that. I'm a little sad you didn't yes, and me. But, I, you know, okay. uh, we'll have plenty of that I'm throughout this pod. I'm feeling not very I'm supported sure. right now. <laughs> Don't worry. I tried I'm to, so sorry. I tried to, never mind. It was a good layup. Nice alley-oop. I'm sorry that I wasn't able to complete the dunk. The description for this film is Penny and her family are lured on an all-expenses-paid vacation where a mad scientist captures them, refusing to let them go because Oscar won't reveal one of his secret proud snacks formulas. Mm. You know, if I had a nickel for every time there was a Disney Channel original movie based on a Disney Channel original show, which included the characters and the family being kidnapped on an island for an intention other than winning a raffle, which the dad blindly agrees to, I'd have two nickels. And it's weird that it's happened twice. I had the same thought. I was like, this This is a... This is a strangely bizarre plot point for them to take within a year for two show-turned movies. This is just the Even Stevens movie. Like, did they... Were those the same writers in this room? Was it happening at the same time and they didn't know about it? It was very Did they watch one and think, oh, that's how we make a television show into a film? I I just thought it was the Even Stevens movie met the Kim Possible movie because the evil genius does the same thing. That's also true. Yeah. It's very strange. It's a... I, I, I am curious about why this is apparently the uh, show-turned movie plot point. Yeah, well, I mean, listen, don't worry. While this was the end of the Proud Family show on the Disney Channel, the Proud Family did come back. Yeah. Uh, that that show did return. So that, that mm-hmm. is a positive. This is not <laughs> also, how... Also, by the way, it. also something that happened with Kim Possible. Correct. All these shows go through the same life cycle. Why it, is that? It, I, you know, we're detecting a pattern. This movie was released on August 19th of the year 2005, and I've got to know, did either of you watch this movie as a kid? No. no. I definitely saw the show. Yeah. I don't remember being a huge fan of the show. Like, I don't think I watched the show a ton, mm-hmm. but I've felt familiar with these characters when we started it. This this movie is, you know, when we talk about, like, when, when we talked about Jed Jackson, and I said, like, oh, man, I love coming back into this because I know all these characters mm-hmm. and I know all these relationships because I watch so much of this movie. And this is this is what happens when you watch this without having seen much of this show. Because uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is going on? No, like, dude, I, facts. I, and maybe, you know, maybe, a dear listener, that's how you felt in Jet Jackson or in Kim Possible. Yeah. I, I didn't because I was more familiar with those works, but yep. boy, did I jump into this one being like, I, okay, sure. I, 
I don't know anything. That's is this what this show normally is? Mm-hmm. See, that's that's where I was. I was so familiar. I shouldn't say so familiar. I was familiar enough mm-hmm. with our main characters. Like I knew who Penny Proud was. Mm-hmm. I knew who Sugar Mama was. Like, and those are my those are sort of like the two um, beacons of the show that I remember. Yeah. Uh, and in my albeit very limited knowledge of those two characters, I did not. I've never equated this show with the fantastical elements that we had here. I always thought this show was much more grounded. Me too. I thought it was like these, this teenager goes to school. She's got drama. Like I thought it was just a teen. Yeah. I mean all the stuff with like 15 cent and like the, the performances and the like jokes that felt, that felt normal for me from the, the episodes that I saw or the exposure I had. But the mad scientist plot no, that that did throw me for a loop felt i don't know maybe i just haven't seen enough of it but it felt tonally weird it it genuinely felt a little bit like kim possible bleeding into this yeah i agree what it felt like i agree uh okay let's see the top song of the time for the third time in a row now granted last week we did have a little bit of an interruption here because we not no actually that's not true two weeks ago we had an interruption that would have made this three weeks in a row because of armageddon based on how these release but again we have we belong together by mariah carey damn Mar- mariah carey really owning the charts right now oh, baby, baby, we, we belong together, together. So that's that's another re-return of We Belong Together. Is that three times now? Three yeah, times. Three times. Thrice. It was Go Figure, Life is Rough, and this one here. Now the top grossing film of this week. Today, on this day. I can't wait. The forty year old virgin. <laughs> oh man. Oh uh, Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> A classic. Pretty good. Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> um, her titties were like bags of sand. <laughs> <laughs> have you never have you never felt <laughs> big old bags of big sand old, talk about a movie that i'm not sure if it could be made today yeah. i haven't watched it a while but I, I think parts of it i don't know that feels of the time because we were just talking about it because of the ebay business of oh, the mom yeah, and go Jonah figure oh. and it's like yeah being like i just want to buy this right she, he's now. like yeah, the shoes he, are fantastic the goldfish on it uh-huh. and uh, and she's like that's, that's not, not how this works yeah we were just talking about that with go figure so it's very mm-hmm. of the time period yeah. to have the ebay thing yeah this is also when we really get to know seth rogan i feel like this is yeah kind of one of his bigger I was roles. just watching this is unrelated I was just watching one of those I got fed one of those YouTube things of like Seth Rogen talks about his all of his Career, famous yeah. roles you know oh, I mean? I've seen that you know and, I like that series and uh he talked a lot about this movie and Steve Carell in the waxing scene like yeah and then they had to he was like uh Seth Rogen was given the requirement to write two sets of jokes. One was clean, and one, and he was like finding things to scream that was not profane was so yeah. hard. Like <laughs> ah, Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> ah! oh, that's very funny. Uh, and top news of the time, both of which I mean, listen, I dug through a lot for the month of August here. Uh, very interesting sets of news. So the first is uh, maybe I'm using the word interesting a bit loosely. Ha, uh, after having to go through extensive repairs for hull integrity while in space, the space shuttle Discovery was able to land safely back on Earth. I'm not sure, like, 
we just finished our, our trip to are, Kennedy Space Center. Are you in a, in a space, in a space type mood? In a space but mood. I remember vividly as I read this, I was, it happened over the span of like five or six days where they did repairs in space that delayed the discoveries return back to earth because it was like throughout the news, like and astronauts today are having to go and repair the outside of the space shuttle on spacewalks. And I was like, Zena. that they Xenon did. They Xenon did. Yeah. But imagine the pressure of the, you are an astronaut having to go repair this thing that if you get wrong, that's that, like that's game over on the I, way back. I think that's probably most of the time in space. I can't imagine uh, that pressure. I have no way to imagine it because I couldn't be an astronaut. No, you know, mm, learning mm-mm. what their lives are like. Wild. Couldn't be me. Yeah, but absolutely not. They are heroes, and I am not. <laughs> yes, yes, and in in less like exciting news and actually more more sad news. But truly, the biggest news of this month is at the end of August is when Hurricane Katrina came oh. through and struck the Gulf Coast with its target over New Orleans, and that was a devastating tragedy to the Southeast. Yeah, um, we actually had some. Uh, I don't want to call them exchange students, but we had some students from New Orleans come to our school who were relocated after the. Yeah, they were relocated the- in, um, which. I'm sure a lot of people had, but it was kind of uh, like my school was really small. So it was like very noticeable that we Mm. had like, they were very nice. They were awesome. They got, they fit along right in, but I think we'd already started classes. And then all of a sudden we had like some new students come in because they got relocated all the way to Atlanta. Mm. It's just just like, that's just a wild time. I remember reading it towards the end of August. I was like, oh wow, that was then. And oh my gosh. Yeah. So. I can't imagine being, I think I, we, I would have been a sophomore or a junior. Like I can't imagine being at that point in your life, Mm. which is like pretty invested in your high school thinking you're going to have your junior year, like with your friends Mm. and then get uprooted and move to a brand new school with a a very small school where everyone's already established friends. And then, but then also have like lost your house. Like it'd be, Oh yeah. Thinking back, it's like, it's wow. It's not even like we moved because my dad's job. It seems like such a simplification of obviously a horrible thing, but like, yeah, it's the processing of you've lost everything, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and now change your like now now go to a place uproot where you your whole life, want, and no one can understand. Yeah, like you've lost everything, and you are forced to like leave the community mm. that is going through that together, mm-hmm. and you're going to a community that like no one could understand. Exactly. Like maybe you go with people. Yeah. perhaps but like otherwise you're going into a community where no one um can relate can relate mm. to this horrific experience man just yeah, yeah looking so back, that's... so difficult yeah all around just wow i went to um bayou labatry which in oh uh, from Forrest Forrest Gump. Gump, yeah uh the summer after and we visited the coast uh in alabama there and it was still just like and obviously not even at the the center point but just devastating like it's just heartbreaking and that was i mean literally almost a year later mm, mm. and that was i think it was what category three and made landfall so that's just yeah it's just the amount of water yeah wow anyway folks with that news let's let's move on to talk about our feature presentation of the day the proud family we ready to dive into this i'm ready let's get into it this movie starts underwater i was confused it's an animated jaws so was i i was like i kind of want to watch the little mermaid animated series right now because that's what it reminded me of is this a little mermaid animated series movie Maybe. maybe 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 uh it begins as we sort of follow an unseen creature underwater it comes up onto an island 
called Legume Island, we will learn later, where um, we we see a doctor by the name of Dr. Carver mm-hmm. performing experiments on peanuts. And I don't know about you, but I heard Dr. Carver and I was like, you mean George Washington Carver? I, I of also. Course. Yep. Of course, that's I, what I thought. And I thought... What is happening? <laughs> I was very confused. Uh, but but most importantly, though, we're introduced to his peanut ass- or his his assistant cashew. cashew. Yeah, is like is like Igor esque. Yeah, guy. Yeah. And his head looks like the xenomorph. And yeah, I it love- really looks like the xenomorph. I- All of those little minions. His Are Oompa Loompas peanuts? look like xenomorphs. Are they peanuts? They're uh, they're apparently just, they just leggy, like weird like nut different nuts. hybrid monsters. I'm here to assume he's a cashew. Yeah. Well, I, 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 just, I so. thought it was a joke that like he's a peanut, but his name's Cashew. Well, there's also uh, one later that we get as a part of a news broadcast that's named as Hazel, first name Hazel, last name Nut. So yeah. like uh, maybe it's just they weren't ham with the pun nut I, names. I just I want to put it on the record that they I want to on the record that Cashew is my favorite character. I agree. Cashew's the best. Cashew's the best. <laughs> the best character. I love Cashew so damn much. Yeah. If they made a Cashew plush, I'd buy it. I love Cashew. Yeah, he's a little guy. I like he's him. Like yeah, these little hobbles. He kind of looks like if ET had a peanut for a head. A little bit, like yeah. the way his body, like the way he walks, yeah. and his little yeah, 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 yeah. his proportions. Yeah, yeah. So this is all occurring. We are watching Doctor Carver perform an experiment where he's trying to create effectively a large peanut super soldier, and he is unsuccessful. Sure. Why yeah, not? Sure. And it it melts into this, peanut butter. This immediately makes sense as a plot, and I'm I'm connected with his motivations. <laughs> Peanut super soldiers. Why? What? Why? (laughs) It's just so confusing. Again, I want to say that I am walking into this being loosely familiar with these characters in this show and thinking this is a grounded show about a suburban family. And I am greeted with this. This. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, did we start in the middle? Like, like I, I, I was like. When's the cutaway gonna happen? We've gotta have a cutaway yeah. because this this is clearly meant to be like audience behind the scenes knowledge. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck is happening <laughs> right now. Does his nose come off in this scene? Yes, yes, his nose tweaks a little bit. And I was like, wait a goddamn like, minute. Am I high? <laughs> I felt that multiple, multiple times. Multiple times about this movie, I went, am I high? I'm and, not. And, but I, I feel like I might be, but I'm not. But I I, I have to be. Like. And to be clear, I never felt that way that intensely about the actions that are occurring with the Proud family. Oh, no. Like the action centering around the family feels relatively normal as they are thrust into this objectively insane plot world around them it's which, just such a bizarre movie plot it, it's wild yeah. and maybe maybe my read of this show is wrong right maybe it Understood. is fantastic all the yeah. time it just comes from our lack of knowledge about i the show. just but but i will also say perhaps this is how people that watch the jet jackson movie and they didn't watch mm-hmm. that show felt they're like the fuck are you talking about yep. he's a superhero yeah like, i mean very true we're just getting our own comeuppance here yeah, we don't exactly. know <laughs> but don't worry we cut back to the family where we are having a radio advertisement played over a show where that 15 cents voiced by Omarion is going to be performing uh, while our our main protagonist, Penny Proud, is going through driver's ed. She is 
fucking terrible. <laughs> and the fact that the driver's ed teacher doesn't speak up. Now, let's just go over who's in the car, shall we? Uh -huh. Penny Proud is the driver. You have the driving teacher next to her. And in the back seat, you have three of Penny Proud's friends. Yep. You got Dijonet. Dijonet, okay. Mm -hmm. Who has nine siblings, all of them named after spices or sauces. Love That's incredible. That. I love that. that. We've got Zoe. Who, Zoe. to my knowledge, is not named after anything. Okay. Not named after a, a kitchen project. She's not named after a kitchen project. And then you have La Cienega, whose last name is Boulevardez, because La Cienega Boulevard is one of the arterial highways of West Hollywood. Fun. Yes. And her I mom is Sunset. Hilarious. The other one. Which is the other one. Funny. I love that. Funny. I literally could not love something more <laughs> than I love that right now. Yeah. Fuck Cashew. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. incredible. I actually, I, I, uh, you know, I, I did enjoy, this is one of the things I enjoyed about this again, uh, kind of coming from outside. And so I think, you know, a lot of this, if you've watched, but like as a sort of, at least it's been a long time or new watcher, there's so many references in this movie. There's so many references that are throughout the dialogue that the characters bring up that are like baked into the names of the characters. Um, we're going to meet Wizard Kelly later, who owns the Stuff Ball uh, League, who is inspired by Magic Johnson mm -hmm. from the Laker. Like it is. This is Wizard Kelly, Magic Johnson. Uh -huh. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. That is in me. I love it. Oh, I just like that laugh. Rapunzel, Rapunzel, burn that dress. <laughs> uh, anyway, I just loved the re the references, uh, and and I'm not even sure how much is a reference. Like if everything is a reference, so I did go back and I looked up these family names just to see. Like I I picked up Wasienica, but I didn't know her mom's name was Sunset. There's a lot in here, and it did feel a little bit like ooh, that's cool that's cool that's cool that is really neat okay love that so we meet uh penny going through her driver's test she is objectively terrible i don't know why my main question was one why is the driver's eds teacher letting this happen and then two who is teaching history at this school because penny is operating under the delusion that both the constitution and the bill of rights say that being 16 means that she is mature enough to make decisions on her own and conjunction junction another reference i did like that she i i believe conjunction junction might have That's said right. that. what's Looking your function phrases and clauses conjunction junction what's your function when you're 16 you can make your own decisions and all i thought was I'm just a bill. Yeah, I'm only a bill. And I'm sitting here on Capitol talk about the Constitution, too? Yeah. Yes. We the people, in order to form it's, a more perfect oh, union. Oh, so great. It's so deep. It's all Schoolhouse Rock. Oh, I love Schoolhouse Rock. Yo, for the common am I just going to watch a bunch of Schoolhouse Rock after this? Schoolhouse Rock bangs. It does bang. To ourselves and our prosperity, do ordain and establish this Constitution for the United States of America. You know, there's only one inaccuracy in all that song, and they had to change it for the rhyme scheme. Hmm. It is not, we ordain and establish this constitution for the, it's not for the, it's of the. I yeah, might be United singing States. it wrong, but no, that no, no, is no, no, how no. I that, know the preamble of that's the That's 100% on Schoolhouse Rock. They actually hmm. changed it for rhyme scheme. Hmm. Anyway, neither here nor there. Just a random tidbit of knowledge that I have about Schoolhouse Rock that I, I didn't like realize that. was stuck in my head from fifth grade. After we have this driver's ed experience... Penny and her crew decide they would like to audition to be the backup dancers for 15 Cent, known as Spare Change. Hilarious. <laughs> Funny. Love that. Funny. And they are very excited about the audition prospects happening that evening. 
Penny then arrives at home where we meet the rest of the Proud family. Oscar Proud, the dad. We have Dr. Trudy Proud. My Charlotte favorite. Sugar Mama Proud. Sugar Mama. We like Sugar, Sugar Mama. Mama. And BB and Cece Proud, which I'm now learning. Tara Strong, who voiced BB and Cece Proud, also voiced Cashew. Yeah, I knew that. Interesting. Yeah, Tara Strong voices everyone. Yeah. So. Mm. You go look at her IMDb page. Yeah. She's like, R-t-t-t-t-t-t. also the dog. Uh, Puff. Puff. The little poodle. Or poof. Yeah, maybe. a little poof, poof, poof. This entire sequence about getting back home is the family, mainly Oscar, figuring out that Penny wants to do an audition and is not here for it. Mm-hmm. Oscar plays the role, and this is the dynamic we're going to get the entire time. It's really the main dynamic that we should be concerned with. Oscar wants to be the controlling dad who does not want to let his daughter grow up, and Penny is expressing independence and feels a bit repressed by her father throughout the show. There is one joke that is made. I, I laughed. I, I laughed. Oh, I laughed. my Judy <laughs> line. Believe, yeah. Penny comes downstairs ready to go to the dance audition because her mom is like, let her, she's growing, like, let her go. Her Trudy's very into it and Oscar's like, no, she can't grow up. And uh, Penny comes down uh, dressed in like her mini skirt and, uh, you know, her heels and she's all excited to go. And, uh, <laughs> It's a joke that both parents need to say because Oscar says, why is your daughter dressed up like a wholesome little girl? Yeah, Mom comes in with wholesome teenager. That's how the kids dress these days. But I was like, he was going to call his daughter a hoe. And I laughed because funny. It's funny. But also I was like, oh, this kind of is when I realized that parts of this movie are more like Kim Possible with the humor. And I think that's partly because she's 16 she's yeah, you know sure. so she's a little bit older than some of these characters but a lot of the humor is a little bit old leaned older for me than like yeah. what we just what the life, life is, is rough, rough which we said uh, punched yeah. down a little bit for like a younger audience yep. after this is established penny is going to she she's told she cannot go to the audition we ultimately find out later that she's able to subvert uh her parents wishes specifically oscar's wishes down the road and oscar the next thing we get is oscar going to waste uh who which is, is the guy singing is it like the cousin the uncle i think it's his brother it's, it's his, the uncle it's his right brother. yeah yeah because sugar mama says talks about how she has a talented son and, and she means the singing when it looks like bobby Prince. Yeah, yeah, yeah um he is i think he's based off of uh um george clinton and his band's okay. the parliament funk yeah um but <laughs> Uh, and he's voiced by two different in the show. He's Cedric, the entertainer, but in this movie, I'm pretty, he's Arsenio Hall. Oh, Arsenio Hall does some things in this. Movie. Yeah, he does. Let's just say that he does. We go to waste, which is just the name of a building. Oscar is going to present his new proud treats his proud snacks. I believe is what it's called, but it's going to be the pork nut with his dipping sauce that he is bringing there because he would like to join the annals of great creators of snacks like Danny Dorito, Pauly Pringle, and Freddie Frito. He wants to join them in their successes. Listen, I, I, I know we've, of those, we've only eaten all the Pringles, but after eating all of them, I don't know if I'm here to say that it's the great. Uh, I, I don't know if Pringle deserves a place on that uh, mm-hmm. altar right now. Do you know uh. that Doritos were invented at Disneyland? Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. a fun fact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oscar is not the only person here presenting to waste. Dr. Carver, who we've met, who we've met earlier, yeah. is also here presenting his intelligent peanuts and their ability to, to jump around 
and the board of waste says peanut to play it out causing dr carver to get so angry his nose falls off again just in case we didn't see it the first time did you ever have any jumping peanuts no what no okay no (laughs) should i have yeah (laughs) (laughs) no no well no (laughs) what is happening what's happening right now (laughs) <laughs> should, should, what is should, it? should she have? hey max what, what's it what's a jumping peanut <laughs> were you setting me up for a joke jump on these nuts <laughs> why is this happening <laughs> I just want to talk about the pork nut explosion. Of you should do that. 2005. That you want to talk about nuts exploding? Go wild, bro. I don't know what's happening. Uh, Alan wants to talk about these nuts exploding. The pork nuts. nuts. Yeah, how much they explode. They do. Okay, Dr. Carver. Oh, it's a jumping bean is what I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I fucking remember my hands. So it was like that size and a little thing and it fucking moves sometimes. You know what? Jumping you know what? At least they're both legumes. Right. So, right. You know, legumes. Yeah. It's all, you get it. <sighs> Oh God! <laughs> you didn't have any jumping peanuts. <laughs> the way you looked at me, so confused. Well, it's because they're probably thing. because like, I that's meant a not different a thing. thing. <laughs> yeah, you definitely made that one up on your own. <laughs> hey, uh, I was close though. Oh yeah, both legumes. I mean, definitely that's the I reference, right? I thought you were right? making a. Uh, that's definitely the reference. I though. really it's thought got you guys got tell it. me it's the reference. It's a reference. I really thought you it's were just trying to Max. set me up for a decent <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Jesus. No, I got you so fucking good last week. Got it. You did. You did. Woo. Okay. Dr. Carver's upset, storms out, runs into Oscar. Um, Oscar then goes in and does his presentation with his pork nut, dips it in his dipping sauce. The pork nut swells and explodes, and Oscar is also sent out of waste. Uh, That is zero successful presentations at waste from everybody we have seen thus far. At the same time, we have Penny sneaking out to go and audition to be part of Spare Change. And it is just dance shenanigans mm-hmm. that occur before Penny steps in and is like, Molly loves a dance montage. Though. You love a dance montage. I do Talk love a dance, dance montage, montage. And I particularly love the dance teacher here. Mm-hmm. And I do like that Penny called her Debbie Allen wannabe because Debbie Funny. Allen, one of the yeah. famous uh, choreographers of all time. Um, and I really liked when uh, fake Debbie Allen. Uh, told people they couldn't dance because instead of just being like you can go you can go she goes you can't do this you can't do this you definitely can't do this and she just insults everyone and i just like that idea instead of just being like better luck next time she's just like please stop yeah. no i don't want to see it absolutely not you hurt my eyes yeah. like it gives me emperor cusco at yeah. the start of emperor's news yep. new groove hate your hair mm-hmm. not happening unlikely it turns out that Penny's going to make spare change. Yeah. But she does not want to make spare change if she can't be with her crew. Yeah. Including the one who says things like, I got cut. I was about to get crunk. She did say that. And I can't. You mean Zoe? Quite figure out why she's not very good at it. 
(laughs) (laughs) That is accurate. Uh, She has no rhythm. No, it's not good. And even when we get to the dance battle at the end of this, I still don't think she has That's no right, listener. There's a dance battle. <laughs> yeah, and if ready. you ask yourself, oh, do they dance against another crew, crew? of girls like themselves? No. <laughs> Just, <laughs> wait. Just wait for it. Just wait. We'll put a pin in that. That's uh, two pins if you're keeping count. When Penny decides that she will not join if her crew does not also join as a part of spare change. She is going to be forcibly removed by, and I believe I heard this correctly, the Gross Sisters. Yeah, here's yeah. another little name reference for you. The Gross Sisters are all named after uh, like moisturizing and cleaning products. Gross. Like Olay, Neutrogena. They are all, their names all come from that family. Soap. Now, yeah, soap, yeah. I know I'm colorblind. Uh-huh. Okay, I'm, I'm aware They were of blue, Alan. Yeah. Okay, just I wanted to be clear. Yep, they were all blue. They were blue. They were blue. Yep. I wanted to be sure. Yeah. Got it. I Good. Turns out that the need and the hubbub uh, created was ultimately unnecessary because 15 Cent himself is there. And 15 Cent likes Penny Proud. Really enjoys her. Uh, and at after their conversation... He decides, you know what, Penny and her crew, part of this part of spare change now, and he's going to drive Penny home. In his Brinks truck. In his Brinks truck. It's actually a Brinks truck. <laughs> <laughs> that has completely with an which ejector seat. Is so clever because the Brinks truck is transporting money. <laughs> oh my God, you're right. This is so clever. It's very layered. Oh, very layered. I love it. Also, as I was watching this scene with Penny and 15 Cent, uh-huh. he drives her crew home. Uh-huh. They make out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was like, is this a dream? Because this is every 16-year-old girl's dream. Sure. Like I, I, oh, yeah. I yeah, genuinely yeah, yeah. thought this was like a dream sequence because she's, yeah, she gets, uh, he, he asks her to dance. Then he drives her home and then they make out. And I'm like, this is what I would write in my dream diary as a preteen like that Elijah Wood and I or Orlando Bloom or. I also like that this is so they he takes her home and JC Chazé. They're doing the like the like we're going to sit awkwardly in the car. Yeah. Who's you know what's going to happen. And she's like, I know what you're doing. You're one to make out. I've read about you. I've seen what they say in the tabloids. I'm not that girl. If you think we're going to kiss on the first date, you got another thing coming. And he just goes, that's a lie. And she goes, all right, I'll kiss she you. She just is like, okay. Now, Molly and, and Max, I just, I'm so happy that Molly brought up, is this a dream? Uh-huh. Because boy, do I have some fun news to share with you. Okay. The events of this film yeah. are non-canon with the end of this series. With one of the most notable issues being Penny's inconsistent age. The Proud Family Louder and Prouder reboot of The Proud Family retcons this entire movie as a dream in Us Again. What? Yes. Is Us Again the first episode or something? Uh, I do not know which episode Us Again is, but I know that this entire film is retconned as a dream in that episode. Whose dream? I don't know. (laughs) It's gotta be Penny's, right? It's gotta be Penny's dream. Yeah, but how would Penny have, when you dream, you're in it? She wouldn't have the foresight of some of the scenes. Us Again aired on February 1st of the year 2023. The, no, nobody's in all the scenes. Exactly. Yeah. The Prouds wake up and a bizarro version of their world must figure out what's going on. And that retcons the entire film. That's crazy. That's interesting. That means in 2022 when they were making the new show, they were like, that was 
a crazy movie we made. That was a crazy way to end this series. What if we just... If we're going to reboot this series, we don't really want to acknowledge that that ever happened. <laughs> <Let's>... <laughs> now I want to go watch Us again to hear him I know, yes, yeah, on it. So anyway, dear listener and dear friends, that is uh, that that's is a fun the, fact. That's the T. That's the T. So it is a dream. It, uh, it's all a dream. It's all a dream. Yeah. In in 2022, it's a dream. But for 17 years, it was canned. 2023, right? You just <laughs> 2022, said was, sorry, I said 22. February 2023. Yeah. Oh, sorry, they, sorry. I said 2022 because they'd be writing in. Sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry, sorry. Um. Okay, so I guess that makes my question make sense because, yeah, I just thought like, how is this happening so quick? Like, this doesn't. This is what you dream of when you're Mm -hmm. 16 or 15 years old. Like, you don't just go to a dance audition, get picked by the singer, then make out with him. Like, maybe it does. Maybe it's happened to someone, and I'm very jealous. But, like, I I just thought this whole part was... I thought it was going to be Penny waking up Mm -hmm. because her dad was yelling at her or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You still can't go to the audition. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, she went to her room and, like, dozed off. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. I like the ejector seat in his car. The ejector seat is great. We we love the ejector uh, seat. Also, is it the Super Bowl halftime show? It's or, the or it's that wrestling things halftime show that they're auditioning for. It's the stuff ball, stuff ball. Yeah, stuff ball. It's the stuff ball halftime show, which I think is in some way a mixture between football and the WWE. What I was gathering. Yeah, and basketballs in there a little bit somehow oh yeah maybe it's more like nba then maybe it's nba in the w it's some sport but it's like a big event big event run by wizard kelly yes apparently owns the town i just think dad sucks i agree and part of that is because his daughter has the chance to dance at essentially the super bowl yeah correct and he's like no. Yeah. You don't get this once in a lifetime opportunity. Because like a wholesome teenage girl. Yeah. And the thing is, oh, he doesn't have any reason not to let her do it mm-hmm. other than he's being controlling. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like other parents we've seen where, like, the kid did something wrong or, like, a miracle. Not Miracle Lane 2. Um, right on track. Right on. Yeah. Right where, on like, track. they were like, we said you had to keep your grades up and you yeah, didn't. Yeah, yeah, and they yeah, punished yeah. them. in a whole concept. Yeah. yeah. It's none of that. Penny hasn't done anything wrong. And yet her dad's still like, no, you don't get to have this once in a lifetime opportunity. I guess you could say technically her going to the auditions was wrong, but still dad, come on. It's and his reaction to the kiss is, is just wild. He decides, you know what? We're canceling your birthday. You're grounded indefinitely. You can't turn 16, which sir, you can't stop that. That's just biology. Sorry. Uh, and You've got it. You've got to be grounded. Mom tries to mitigate this by being like, your dad got you a really sweet present. But Penny naturally is like, hey, fuck that. That's this is a pretty wild response to this this event. All of this is occurring. Dr. Carver appears as after he has articulated to us his plan. Kidnap Oscar Proud. Take him to his island. Steal his formula for duplication stabilization and rule the world with my peanut super soldiers. So he appears in uh, a, an, an incredible costume, really, a wig and fake nose. Guys, I got to talk about this nose <laughs> because I, you know, I'm not going to ruin the end of the movie, but I hadn't quite put two and two together yet. And so uh-huh. at this point, I thought to myself, okay, what the fuck's going on with this guy's nose? Mm-hmm. Mm. Why does it? I thought he was a robot. In a skin why does suit? it do that? I right? He's a peanut in a skin suit. But then he opens up the thing and there's this like fleshy flaccid fake nose 
Yeah. I thought that is a weird shape for that to be. <laughs> and then he put it on his face. And I was, I'm, I'm just going to say, I'm bothered by the nose. <laughs> I don't like the nose. The nose doesn't play. So mm. I'm not here for the nose. It, it was an interesting decision. Yeah. I didn't care for it. You know what else was an interesting decision? Oscar just deciding to go along with this trip to Legume Island. Again, dad from even Stevens. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. To, to, to be fair to Oscar, he does try to pawn off his mother. His mother has been entering a bunch of sweepstakes. Yeah. So I guess there is a slightly more believability that they could have won one. Also, he's really mean to his mom. Like, really? Mean. He, That's throughout the whole show. Yeah. He, it's, it's not kind, uh, uh, he wishes her death on multiple occasions. Yeah, and that it's like happen. she's your mom. She's right. That, that's mm. that's not. Also, nice. she can hear you. Bro. She's right there. <laughs> yeah, Penny doesn't want to go on the trip. Oscar does. Oscar wants mom to go on the trip. Oscar yeah. wants mom to go on the trip. He doesn't want to have a family trip right now because of the drama that's been unfolding. But and ultimately, Trudy's like, no, this family needs yes. to mm-hmm. go on a trip together because mom is once again sugar doing mama. the emotional lifting, and Sugar Mama wants to go without them. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But then, but she wants to bring her cute little dog who's wearing a nice sun hat. Yes. Which I did enjoy. Yes. We did enjoy that. Love, love the sun hat. Uh, ultimately, the entire family ends up going to Leggy Island where they are going to have a, a luau together. Now, this luau I, serves as Dr. Carver's uh, chance to gather bits of DNA from all of the Proud family, mm-hmm. including a very unsettling scene where... One of these little legume Oompa Loompas uh-huh. cuts a toenail from Sugar Mama's toe with a pair of scissors. It's a long toenail. And I was like, why? Okay. Yeah. It was a long toenail. Like she everything else that, I can get. She'd let that thing grow. Like I can get the, I can get the hair plucking, yep. The, yep. the shoe stealing. Sure. Et cetera. But yeah, that one I was like, okay. I just wrote once again, am I high right now <laughs> watching the cashews do their little dance? Yeah. The high kickers of chaos, you mean? Because it was like, I I wasn't high watching this, but I have to assume those that made this movie weren't not high. <laughs> like, it's just so, it's, it's a fever dream. Yeah. Like, it's... We confirm it later, it is one, so... It's bonkers. Like, I... Who thought of this you know couldn't tell you i have to imagine that they just like like to me coming from the outside it feels so random to have the plot be about like peanuts that are but i guess that with dad's business being snack based Mm -hmm. like somebody thought oh well we need something dramatic we'll connect it to dad's business it has to be a snack-based plot. Like, that. I, I guess I understand how we got there, but boy, in execution, is it just wild. Like, all these cashew people running around this island doing these crazy dance. I, I, I don't know. The twist at the end, it, the whole thing is wild. Wild. Yeah, it, it's, it's just, there's a whole heck of a lot that's occurring. But during this luau, what's important is Dr. Carver has gathered all of the bits of DNA from the crowd, from, from, I'm sorry, from the proud family. As this occurs, 
we try to have a little bit of a reconciliation moment between Penny and mm-hmm. Trudy and Oscar mm-hmm. that does not end well mm-hmm. uh, with Penny throwing the birthday cake that has been wheeled out for her into her father's face. And she storms off to the beach where she shares her life story with Cashew. Oscar and Dr. Carver have a conversation while that's that sort of happening on the beach with Penny and Cashew. Oscar and Dr. Carver having a conversation about becoming partners. We forgot to mention, and this is important. Yes. When Penny is making out with 15 Cent in the Brinks truck. Yes. Oscar catches her. Yes. He brings her in and he cancels her birthday party. Mm-hmm. Her 16th birthday party. Yes. And this is what's causing the great tension that ultimately is why we're not going to go. The, the thing that is important for us to mention is that he had brought home a gift for Penny that goes in a box that she like throws on the ground, doesn't open, puts it off to the side. And so we see it, but we never open it. We don't know what's inside. Yeah. Very important plot point that we'll come back to play later. So while we are on this island, this is occurring. We have Penny detailing transgressions, Oscar, Dr. Carver going into a business partnership together because Oscar wants that money, that $10 million for his formula. So stupid. Cause he's, he's on this Island with this guy crazy cashew luau mm-hmm. and the guy's like i'll give you 10 million dollars mm-hmm. like i don't understand what sane person would just be like that sounds legit yeah i'm in feels real then we have another moment uh, with dad that oh. I, I have to bring up oh no i have to bring this up so yes uh penny is spelling her life t to cashew they're walking on the beach leaving footprints but each person's only leaving one i just wanted <laughs> <laughs> it was in these times that i can't do uh, that's true. Uh, but penny and cashew get back and dad yells at her again and it's like dad this is the problem like who the she she can't do anything else like she's on an island with like a peanut man and like nothing else like she can't fucking mr planter is here <laughs> yeah like Dude. he's got he's basically needs just a monocle and he's set but they're like, you missed your curfew. What have you been doing? And he, and dad says something like, what are your intentions, little boy? Or he says something to Cashew about being a boy. And then he picks up Cashew and looks like under his luau skirt. And he's like, you are a boy, right? And I was yeah. like, is he looking at Cashew's genitals? He is. <laughs> he's looking for Cashew's genitals. Yeah. The way that if you were a farmer and you found a piglet, you might look for their genitals. Yep. Like he just picks up Cashew yep. and looks up his luau skirt. That's and true. I was like, I literally, my jaw dropped. Like, okay. That's... There were multiple occasions where my jaw just dropped in this film. That that was an additional one that we added in there. And I was like, what is happening yeah not the not as much as the whole line but yeah but that got me when he says you are a boy right uh i do want to mention that there is a burgeoning romance although seemingly one-sided it's a one-sided affection i'd say sugar mama who who really wants to get with dr carver she gets nude in front of him again just like the kim boss movie i was like Damn, these cartoons are fucking wild. Like, yeah. she has like a sexy little off the shoulder. She's scene. also listening to that. Uh, sh- I gotta look at it. It's like a sexy song. Like, the lyrics to the song are very sexy, mm. which also leads me to point out we haven't pointed out that the Proud Family TV show theme song was Solange 
uh, Knowles with Destiny's Child as backup, which is Ooh. like kind of wild. That's think cool. About it. That is wild. Uh, I also want to acknowledge that Dr. Carver and Sugar Mama have a fade to black scene. We don't know what happens there. It just fades to black. She tops him. For sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm led to believe that that is what, that is what occurred. I think that's what... That she, seems about right. She gets his nut, is what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> the next day, Oscar is starting to get cold feet about the formula because he's had an interaction with another of the Oompa Loompa nuts who says, whatever you do... Wally. Yes. Probably a walnut. Wally the walnut. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. He says, whatever you do, do not give dr carver your formula this one's like a vigilante nut yes he is. he's like a he's like a like a spy nut yeah. <laughs> crazy so he, he is it is just wild he now he's now after a singular interaction and none of the other input that he's receiving from his situation yeah. is like maybe i shouldn't do this nothing thing. else is suspicious but this <laughs> this fucking peanut tells him to yeah. not do it and so he's listening you know, also, ears up. also, sorry, this is just a small detail that I thought was funny from earlier when they flip through the TV channels and all the TV shows are played by the nuts. Yes. Like there's like a, a soap opera and sports so and like good. just like the news. And I'm just like, so good. The nuts are my favorite part of this. Oh, movie. the nuts I are gotta the best say. Thing. Yeah. I love these. Honestly, love these nuts. Um, <laughs> yeah. I heard it. I heard it. Yeah. Nope, yeah. We let it go. Tell me. We let it go. Tell Matt. me more about how much you love nuts, Alan. These nuts. Well, not not these upcoming nuts, because what occurs is Oscar tells Dr. Carver he's getting cold feet, and Dr. Carver resorts to torture. Tickling, As, spanking. And S&M. He resorts to s and Electrocution. Because the spanking is wild. <laughs> spanking, electrocution with electric eels, teeth brushing? Like... I could not believe the spanking chair because, uh, sure, the tickle chair, funny. Uh, torturing someone with electric eels, fine. Feels like standard torture. There is a spanking chair and you're like all tied up and bent over and it spanks you. And I was like, what in the Fifty Shades is happening right now? <laughs> it was just genuinely crazy. Ultimately, Oscar does not give up the formula. I'm telling you, Sugar Mama topped him the night before. He just had the chair still. So. Oh, yeah, he had it ready. <laughs> it was used chair on him, and now he's got a... Multi-purpose. That's right. Multi-purpose spanking chair. Yeah. And I, then... Oh, I, I also, at some point, we, we get more of, like, Doc on his own talking to Cashew or talking to some of the other nuts, and, like, he reveals more of, like, his genius plan, and his nose falls off again. And I just was like, is it a peanut in a skin suit? Mm. Like, what... What is it? You know what, Molly? We, that's a good question. We're going to find out later. I know that's, we do, but I, I just was like, what is he? I know. A, is I he know a person? No, yeah, I know. The nose thing, was, it, was, it, was, it was wild. But more wild at this point is that Oscar, unwilling to give up the information, ultimately has Dr. Carver reveal his ace in the hole. He's going to make clones out of the Proud family. Out of peanuts. Out of peanuts. That's not... Which leads me to ask you all, in, if if a clone of you is made out of a legume, uh, uh, does that be a legume? What, what legume would you choose? Oh, it Can has you to be just a pick legume? food in general? No, it has to be a, a legume. This is a legume item, uh, island. So I'm going to ask you, if you were I, going to I have a clone that was going to secretly be a legume, what legume would you want? Probably a black-eyed pea or a lentil. A lentil, you say? A lentil. Because... 
growing up in the South, Max, yes. you know, for many a, a holiday gathering, yes. black eyed peas are made. Factually correct. And lentils because I like lentils. Sure. I would be either alfalfa, mm-hmm. which I just learned is a legume and it's often used as uh, feed for horses and other uh-huh. livestock. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, that that is applicable to me. Um, I also, you know what? I enjoy a green bean. It's one sure. of my favorite vegetables. So sure. maybe a green bean. Flipology. I'm definitely, I definitely believe myself to be a bean. <laughs> sure. A bean. Yeah. Sure. Do you have a favorite bean? A butter I, bean? I, I believe myself to be a bean as opposed to peas, for instance. Or a peanut. Or a peanut. I, today... Stand before you. I'm a kidney bean. Okay. Oh, a okay. kidney bean. Okay. Mm-hmm. You just enjoy their overall look, vibe, and sensibility? I do find their shape to be quite nice. Ah, a pleasing shape, the kidney yeah. beans. <laughs> Aesthetically. Aesthetically very Aesthetically, nice Aesthetically, I enjoy a kidney bean. You know, listener, there I... There may am, be better beans. There might be. But aesthetically. The uh, kidney bean I takes the cake. The I, don't, I, I personally enjoy the aesthetics of the pinto myself. Mm. But I would say the kidney bean is the most, like, when you think of a bean. Yeah. You think of the kidney I, I think so. Listener, <laughs> this is objectively insane, but what bean and legume do you identify as no, and no, why? If a clone. If a clone were to make you. A clone yes, of you is made of legumes. It was going to be made of a legume and it had to be one. What would your clone be mm-hmm. made of? Uh, uh-huh, and uh-huh. I believe I would want mine to be made of the kidney bean. Well, that is good to know. And you said the black-eyed, black-eyed pea, the black-eyed pea, and the green bean. The green bean. Sure. I should I should clarify not to be confused with the band of the same name, the black-eyed peas. Mine is a singular black-eyed pea. They are not legumes. They are not clones that we know of. Although, that we know of. Although, what could if? explain some things. They could all. Fergie. <laughs> could you? Will Fergie, I am. Fergie specifically. <laughs> will I am is a clone of, of, a, of a person named William. Oh, sure. But they are. But he is a black eyed pea. he's made of black eyed peas. Mm-hmm. Ah. And they're not known to be creative. So they just name their band after what they are made of. And, oh, and yes. they because, are the black eyed peas. And, quite literally. And it's Will I Am because he didn't know how to pronounce it since he's not a real person. Exactly. Correct. Now, that's not, not to be confused with William, the very the very real person that has been cloned from a black eyed. Probably uh, that, that was, that was in cloned. a spanking chair as we speak. No, no. Not William. No. Being held ha- uh, hostage. No. I just want to clarify. Yeah, go ahead. Dr. Carver. Yep. Yes. Has created clones out of beans. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. They function like robots or people, but they're made of... They're like data peanuts. from Star Trek. They're yeah. made of peanuts. They're made of peanuts. Yep. Go ahead. They have intelligence. I don't understand yeah, yeah, how they yeah. function. They seem pretty smart. They, they, they start out seeming robotic. Yeah. But... Not long after this, they appear to have sentience <laughs> yeah. and their own thoughts and feelings. Yeah, it's very confusing. That they, is correct. Uh, f- seemingly, their bodies function like human bodies because they, they are able to consume food. That's mm-hmm. true. That happens. Um, they are very confusing beings. They are. Be- uh, nice. Well, they're peanuts, Molly. <laughs> I'm trying to give you credit for a really good pun. <laughs> Because they're very confusing beans. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It, like the beans. old human beans. <laughs> like. Now, this entire next sequence of the film is standard decom sequencing. We are going to watch the same shit play out yeah. over and oh, over and over true. again to drive the plot forward. Because real Penny and Bean Penny 
Sweet. Swap places. Hit. Swap. So, so Bean Family goes home with... I'm sorry, Peanut, fam- sorry, peanut I, Family. I just prefer them to be a Bean Family, but all right, <laughs> Peanut Family. Why, w- why would that bother you, Wes? <laughs> it's just funny. What, oh, <laughs> <laughs> it bothers me the same, but it's funnier uh, to think about beans. I understand, yeah. yeah. So uh, Peanut Family. We did have a fart joke in this movie, yeah, and was, yeah. so I think that yeah. it's appropriate. Yeah. Um, okay. Peanut, because also I'm thinking of the peanuts. Like oh I'm thinking of like you, you have trauma from Pigpen. Yeah, yeah. this is okay. all Pigpen related. Yeah, it all goes back. To, it's it you know. Uh, okay, peanut family plus real penny go back to California. Uh-huh. Real family plus peanut penny uh-huh. stay on the island. Yes, kidnapped, hostage. Kid- yes. Yeah. Also, isn't there? No, it's Patty. I was going to say, isn't there a Peanut named Penny? No, but it's Patty. It's Patty. Yeah. yeah. Peppermint so Patty. Peppermint Patty. Peppermint Patty. We have two things begin playing out. Let's just go over the importance because it really is just the same shit over and over and over again to establish. Mm-hmm. The Peanut family sans Penny because Penny is back with the real family as hostages on the island. Peanut family plus real Penny go back to California. The Peanut family is tasked with finding Oscar's formula so that he might stabilize and create peanut super soldiers and they go about this different ways he can already make peanut super soldiers because he made these clones which are incredibly intelligent super strong super strong uh very high functioning like it seems like achievement unlocked my dude like you're done i agree (laughs) you know what (laughs) so i think that clones that can like interact in society better more helpful than fucking peanut creatures yeah. yeah you know you'd think that but uh dr carver seems pretty dead set on his version of extraterrestrial peanut super soldiers well, well i know why yeah. Uh, yeah he wants the power of the peanut yeah it's you know the reason why and the impetus for how he got here just equally as wild so that is their goal as they are in california penny is going to maximize this and she's going to get her freedom. Yeah. She is going to get to do the things that she has wanted to do. Well, she doesn't she know they're fake yet. She just thinks, oh, my dad's like cool now because yes. he lets her do whatever she yes, wants. Yes, that is correct. So she goes and does whatever she wants. She finds eventually that she doesn't necessarily enjoy it as much as she thought she would, but that is that is her next step. Have you guys, did you guys, I guess as children, watch the TV show Gullah Gullah Island? Yes. It was on Nick Jr. Yep. I did watch that show. Um, Come and let's play together in the bright sunny weather. Let's all go to Gullah Gullah Island. Gullah Gullah. Gullah Gullah. Okay. There's one episode of Gullah Gullah Island that is burned into my brain forever. And it is the episode where the kids are fighting and bickering all the time and always talking back to the parents about like having a bedtime or like needing to eat Mm. their vegetables instead of cupcakes. And so the parents finally go, okay, there's no more rules. Yeah. We're taking the day off. You guys do whatever you want. And eventually the kids realize that rules are a good thing because they're tired from staying up too late. They don't feel good because they only eat sugar. Like they blah, blah, bleh. That's what happens in this episode. And it was like a, a, one of those, like, uh, what do you call it? Would you have like a really vivid flashback moment? Because Penny, like you're saying, Alan eventually realizes she doesn't like not having any rules and restrictions. Um, there's gotta be a balance somewhere of like having a routine and blah, blah, blah. But it was like, I immediately thought of that episode of Gullah Gullah Island. Yes. Uh, good callback. Remember that giant frog on that show? Yes. Okay. So the clones are trying to discover the formula. Penny is realizing all the freedom that she wants is not necessarily what she wants. While that is happening, back on the island, Oscar and the rest of the Proud family 
plus Penny the Peanut are on a mission following the uh, gorilla tactic cashew back to the isolated spot where they meet Dr. Carver. Yep. But wait, it's not what you think it is, listener. It's the actual Dr. Carver because it is at this point, it is revealed that Dr. Carver, the real Dr. Carver, uh, wanted to create a companion of equal intellect to himself. So he cloned himself by using a peanut and created a second Dr. Carver. And in fact, we have been interacting with that peanut clone Dr. Carver this entire time. But wait, there's more. Why are, you might be thinking to yourself, why is this peanut Dr. Carver evil and an evil genius? Sunburn. Because he got roasted. Because he got roasted. (laughs) He is also. Like a roasted peanut? Canonically. Related, related to, to George, George Washington, Washington Carver. Carver. Yes, George Washington Carver is Dr. Carver's great-great-grandfather. Then the plots begin to converge. Clone, peanut clone Penny, whoa, that's a mouthful, uncovers that Oscar is keeping the secret formula for, that Dr. Carver wants in real Penny's locket. That real Penny we have seen just scenes earlier open and wear around her neck and be incredibly grateful for couldn't be me, but it's kind of funny that they give Peanut Dad an obsession with hot dogs. I know I, it's confusing that I would enjoy someone's obsession with hot dogs. Mm-hmm. I mean, but I, I, yes, I was just listening intently to try to uncover the, the joy. But I do think it's funny that, like, you're a peanut person mm-hmm. and you go to the room. You're made of nothing. You just, you exist now. You're having, you could have an existential crisis like Forky. But instead, you're just like, you know what? Humans have made that fucking slaps. Hot dogs. Hot dogs. Yeah. And he wins something at the stuff ball game mm-hmm. and he's like, uses the money just to buy more hot dogs. Yeah. Like, and then he's like out on the grill cooking a bunch of hot sure dogs. Is. Like, I was just like, what a weird personality trait to give this robot person. Another, another reference happens in this stuff ball game. Cause he wins that money. He wins wizard dollars from, yeah. uh, like a halftime show competition. Yeah. Where he has to take on um, somebody mayhem, which who does a Hulkamania intro because he's like, let me tell you something, brother. Where are you going to be when mayhem mania comes for thee? And, you know, it's just the Hulk entrance. um, Again, another another reference. What you going to do when Hulkamania runs wild on you? Um, There is a scene when we're I'm sorry, Alan, I know you're trying to bring this plot together. But this is really important. Ultimately, I think so much of this conflict is between Penny Proud and her dad. Yeah. Right? To your point, Molly and Alan, Penny learns that the structure is important. We watch Penny get everything she wants and then realize, like, the house is messy because you're not telling me to clean it. Like, this happens, this happens. Like, Penny shows growth and has this moment of, like, realization. I am frustrated by the dad. Mm -hmm. I am frustrated by the dad in this film. I'm frustrated by the portrayal of the dad. I think that this is consistent with most dad writing that we have in a lot of DCOMs. Uh But there is a scene where mom on the island is watching Robot Penny Mm -hmm. and says like, it's just hard watching her grow up. She's not our little girl anymore. 
she is more capable. She's more adult and she's watching a robot, but like she's expressing this vulnerable feeling of like, right. I'm dealing with watching our daughter become a young adult and I'm having a hard time with that. And dad goes, I'm missing this stuff ball game. Couldn't, could not give a shit. Mm -hmm. Like totally like no moment there. And I wish dad would have expressed that. Mm -hmm. Like I wish dad would have been the one to say, I'm dealing with it. And I, listen, I know it's a fucking cartoon. Like I get it, but it frustrates me a lot because at the end of this movie, they make up and he did nothing. The, well, that would explain his actions. Yep. If he's like, I'm just trying to cling on to her being a little girl uh -huh. and I'm having a hard time watching her. That would explain yep. why he's being such a dick about her doing things like going to the, be yep. in the game and the dance auditions and things. But, but instead, of course, mom's the only one that is capable of being emotionally uh, intelligent or like vulnerable dad can't express anything he only cares about sports and then at the end penny forgives him i guess and it's because she learned what it was like to have a parent that didn't have rules i yeah not because he actually has changed yeah. action at all and i don't actually think that he's better like there has to be a middle ground like it has to be penny you understand the reason for structure and rules and dad you understand you need to let your daughter grow mm -hmm. up and instead it's just like Penny's like oh i felt no structure so i guess this is better love you dad yeah, yeah. and even then dad to, to your point at the end of the film dad's like i guess i can try maybe and it's like no but if even you, why like you didn't why, see growth there was why, no reason for him to feel that way exactly like why would you why like what you went to therapy off screen is this a brink situation like you just went to therapy off screen and, and here we are and there's no reason literally this conversation happens in the fucking movie mm -hmm. if he says it it works the whole thing fucking works mm -hmm. but he doesn't no of course nope. not of course he doesn't all right this is when the worlds collide we have clone peanut penny Sending a video communication to clone Oscar, clone peanut Oscar, saying we need to go get the pendant around Penny, real Penny's neck. There is a dance scene sequence where Oscar shows up to the dance audition to, for Loose Change. Nobody likes, likes Oscar there. Spare change. Spare change, thank you. Loose change is my favorite bar in college. Fun fact. Mm. Oh, interesting. What that ultimately brings us to is the family. The clone family is back at home with Penny. Cashew reveals that he has stowed away in Penny's luggage and then just reveals the plot to Penny. Penny does not believe him, takes Cashew I, down to show him to the family. I'm so glad that Cashew was there to give exposition. Mm -hmm. Cashew, he's just the cutest. He, he like Cashew. that cashmere sweater, too. Yeah, yeah. he's so cute. What a, what, a, what a cutie. What a cutie pie that Cashew is. Penny doesn't believe him. Takes Cashew downstairs to show the rest of the clone family. And then one of the babies jumps atop the sofa and confirms what Cashew has said. The baby whips off their diaper, threatens Penny, and then steals Penny's locket. I have some questions here. Yeah, go on. The baby is intelligent. Correct. The baby can talk. The Correct. baby is not a baby. The baby is a peanut, peanut. peanut person, but seemingly of adult mind mm-hmm mm -hmm. yeah this is just a baby form that the adult peanut has been placed into yeah but it has to use a diaper well to 
go undercover. It's a ruse. It's a real commitment to the, like, we love committing to the bit around yeah. here. That's further than I would go. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Mm. You'd wear a diaper, Max? I'm, <laughs> you would wear a I'm diaper, not, Max? I'm not wearing a diaper. I'm suggesting, Molly, that I think that if you. <laughs> go on. Max? Go on. I'm now very interested in what you're about to say. Go on. If you were tasked mm-hmm. with going undercover. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. For a mission critical mm-hmm. assignment. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And the character that you are portraying exists in life in and a wears a diaper. You think I'd commit? I think you would wear a fucking diaper because you have a high bar. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> for yourself. <laughs> And for the success of the mission. And if what it required was for you to wear a diaper, you'd fucking do it. Is is this the weirdest compliment I've ever gotten? <laughs> oh, wow. Adults wear diapers every day, Molly. That's true. There, anyway. There's a Grey's Anatomy episode where they wear diapers. Yeah. Because they have like a really long surgery. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm just saying that I think you'd do it. You know what? What? Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. I think you'd do it too. I would. I think Alan would. You don't have to think it. I don't know that Alan would. Alan cares about the success of the mission. Alan Alan is very particular about the comfort of his body. (laughs) He is. Alan is very particular about being comfortable. (laughs) He knows I'm right. Alan is very particular about comfort. And by all means, he should be. I am willing to sacrifice comfort. But I, but I think Alan being the best of us, that would supersede his comfort. How did we get here? Maybe. But because Alan is the best of us, he might not end up in a shady <laughs> undercover dealing like we would. In the mission. Right. Well, Alan, Alan's the man in the chair. This is the true. thing is that's that, true. This is the thing is that Alan would never have to wear the diaper because yeah, he's, he's the, the man, man in, in the, the chair. chair. We are the ones that have to go do the we dumb are shit. Casey Affleck and whatever else Correct. his name is in in Ocean's, o- Ocean's 11. 11. Yeah. We're the guys. The distraction guys with balloons. The, yeah, But exactly. let's say instead we had to have diapers We have to have diapers on. We have to piss ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> you know... <laughs> I just want to talk about peanut clones. We have to you know? we have to be able to be in a spot for a really long time. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. For the sake of the mission. And Alan <laughs> Alan would never have to do that. No, Alan would be in a higher ranking position. He'd than be us. in a perfectly comfortable room. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. In a in an, ergonom- in an ergonomic chair. Yeah. Swiveling around. Swiveling and looking at blueprints. Yep. Talking to our ears. That's right. So they steal the locket. <laughs> and they take it back to the island where guess what back at the island they have stolen the technology the the serum the formula they arrive the proud family sans clone penny are now hanging suspended above a cliff at the bottom of which sits bobo the massive three-eyed beast who is going to devour them this includes original dr carver with the proud family can i just say something Mm-hmm. Sure. How how many decoms in are we, Alan? Uh, fifty nine or sixty. And we've not had a fucking shark one time. No. No. We've had multiple ocean movies. Uh huh. 
and not one shark. Uh-huh. And I just think that's really annoying. You yeah. know, if there were, ever was an opportunity for there to be a shark, this would be the one. It would be a good one. This would be the one. Ma, do you want to talk about what's actually there? Or are we waiting on that? You mean Bobo? Yeah. The great sea beast? Yeah. Yeah, you guys talk about that. I, He's he's something. Talk about that. Is that what you want me to do? Yeah. You want me to talk about I that? I do like him, but he, yeah. yeah, he's something. Let me just ask you this quick question. If you thought it was more likely mm-hmm. that in all of the decoms we've done, mm-hmm. many, to your point, ocean-themed. Yep. Would, if, if I had asked you to make a bet when we started this podcast. Oh, boy. What is more likely to show up? Uh-huh. A shark or a sea beast that's actually a peanut? <laughs> which what, one would you bet on? Which one of those would you bet on? You know, Max, I, I'll that's just tell you. Point. I, I bet on a shark. Yeah. I would probably go with the peanut. Yeah. Uh, we have different ideas of what's in I would just be like, that's too specific. No, sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know something. Yeah, yeah that's not... Mm, mm. So as the family is suspended... Hanging over this peanut fish, Penny arrives with her crew and Cashew, and she is met with a group of other native Cashewans. This is my favorite scene. Uh huh. Because the Cashewans, the peanuts, and Penny and her dance crew must have a dance off. They had, they do. Jeez. We mentioned a dance off earlier. It's time to take that pin out, friends. Here we are. And it's way too long it's way too long it's way too slow it's so long and i would have watched 80 minutes of just (laughs) (laughs) it's too long and by that i mean it's too short like it is so stupid but i was cackling Mm. during this part because it was just at this point i just leaned in like i was like this movie's bananas i want the 10 hour youtube video of just that it just loops the dance cuts yeah Ugh. It ends with Zoe having to be the final dancer, uh, and she is less than adequate, but somehow still impressive. Mm. And eventually, the the crew is able to pass the native peanut Cashewians and go rescue her, their family. It's so ridiculous. Penny pulls up to rescue the family, interrupting the plans and the sort of uh, deployment of peanut super soldiers and additional clones of the proud family that are out at this point when do we get the 50s movie oh we're we're almost there we're almost there because as there is this distraction playing out dr carver escapes the the clone dr carver Carver? the clone peanut clone dr carver the good one or the bad one peanut clone dr carver bad one bad one you know it's very confusing but what's not confusing is that they were both voiced by arsenio hall yeah which max brought up also played bobby proud we've we've gone this long okay tell me about no this isn't armageddon now no okay it's not armageddon the thing about arsenio (laughs) okay buckle up he's 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 not this is not the first time he's played multiple roles in one movie tell me about uh, because he played multiple characters in coming to america one of his most famous uh films where he plays Semi in some other roles, uh, mm-hmm. alongside Prince Akeem, played by Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. True. Eddie Murphy, one of my favorite roles of his voice acting, Mushu. Yes, sure. In Mulan. Yeah. Uh, in Mulan, the uh, the main 
character, the the feature character is uh, voiced by Leah Salonga. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And um, she's also making a reappearance, uh, re- redid her voice for Once Upon a Studio, which is a very sweet Disney short um, that's come out for the 100th anniversary where a bunch of different Disney characters are taking their uh, 100-year photo. It's beautiful, moves you to tears. Um, and a bunch of different voice actors came back to, to reprise their roles, including, probably not that surprising, Jodie Benson, who plays mm-hmm. Ariel. Uh, Jodie Benson, another popular Disney role, she played Barbie in uh, in the Toy Story series, including Toy Story 2, where she has to deal with the prospector, yeah. uh, played by Kelsey Grammer, who's yeah. most known for being Dr. Fraser Crane in Fraser. Um, and who can forget that time that Dr. Fraser Crane meets Dr. Clayman, who's played by Andrew Heckler. And as amazing as that role was for him, I don't think uh, Andrew Heckler has ever been better than when he was NASA Tech number nine. Yeah. Well, oh, wow. Number nine? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of Alan. There are a lot of Nestecs. Takes a lot of people to get to Spals. It does. Yeah. Spals is a is a big, big deal. Place. As I've learned recently. You know, Alan. And speaking of that, in in Armageddon, 1998's cinematic masterpiece, we actually get to see some real astronauts, including woman in underwater simulation, uncredited. Oh, but, oh wait, uncredited. Yes, but in for realsies, that is footage of astronaut Shannon Lucid. Who went to Spas five times? Oh, Shannon is also featured as herself in the Heroes and Legends uh, presentation at the U.S. Astronaut Hall of Fame at the Kennedy Space Center. How about that? We saw her. We saw her in that presentation. We, we did. We did. Uh, we saw s- her, and she was in Armageddon. Yeah, we saw of Armageddon fame. Whoa. Wow! Yeah. Wow! Uh, also in that presentation, probably not surprising, Buzz Aldrin, my yep. personal favorite yeah. astronaut, love yeah. buzz, for yeah. obvious reasons, uh, who appeared on an episode of The Big Bang Theory as himself. Yeah. Uh, main character on The Big Bang Theory, Amy Farrah Fowler, played mm-hmm. by Maya uh, Blalick, who is currently on a show called Call Me Cat, where she plays the lead character Cat, mm-hmm. uh, but appearing in one episode of Call Me Cat, uh, playing Tara, Vanessa Lachey, who... Max and I enjoy. Oh my God! The, Are you going as the through? co-host with her husband Nick Lachey on Love Is? Blind. Oh, I'm so happy that you're going through Love Is Blind. Oh yes, and so we're in the season. And we it are is in trash. it, baby. It is, it is juicy. <laughs> oh my God! It this is season is juicy. Wild. It's almost as crazy as this movie. Honestly, season five, by the way, listener. If you're listening to this in five years, you yeah. want to know which we're crazy season we're talking five, about. Five, five, five. We're going to be on fifteen at that point. <laughs> Uh, Nick Lachey once appeared on Family Feud Celebrity as a contestant, uh-huh. and we all know that that show is hosted by Steve Harvey. Yeah, it is. We love Family Feud we around do love here. Family Feud. Uh, Steve Harvey also once played a character named Mr. Rad in the movie You Got Served, which is about dance-offs and yeah. break dancing, yeah. in which a character named David, the lead character, is played by uh, Omar... Omar... <laughs> Omarion. Omarion. Thank there we you, go. Alan. Who, as you already pointed out, in this movie, voices 15 Cent. All right. Well, we made it. And we oh, went I through actual you. astronauts. I this blind. Yeah. That's so I good. saw the opportunity and I was like, Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. You got it. Yeah. Love that. So once I got to Steve Harvey doing Celebrity Family Feud, the world was my oyster. You know how many people were on Celebrity been Family on Feud? And I was Everybody. looking through and I saw Nick Lachey and I was like, Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You've been armageddon the part of the show where Molly, by no one's urging, has found yet another way this decom can be tied to the smash hit Armageddon. Don't tell her to stop because she won't. Okay, well, Dr. Carver, evil clone, is escaping on his peanut blimp in a feat 
of absolute strength. It's after, called Dr. Carver's Nuts, by the way. <laughs> it's Dr. what Carver's it says nuts. on the side of the blimp. Now, real nice doctor, little, nice little devil on top. Of it. Very nice. Real Doctor Carver has plot gas that turns peanut people into peanut butter because you know why wouldn't he? Well, not only that, his great 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 uncle invented peanut butter. However, they're related to actual Doctor Carver. Correct, correct. Oh, Jesus but he pulls the peanut gas from nowhere. Like he just oh, yoinks it. No okay. <laughs> He just yoinks it out of thin air, and he's like, "This is the only way to save everyone is by." Spray Spraying this gas Sugar Mama's on like, I peanut people. That in you. <laughs> she she point the clone. Max. Sugar Mama's like, I got some stuff to spray. <laughs> oh my god! You gonna tell me she didn't get with the real one after they? Yeah. We don't know. It we probably was more assume. mutually beneficial. Yeah. Penny, real Penny, takes the gas from real Doctor Carver. Sprints, jumps off the cliff to hang onto the conveniently located rope to the blimp. Yeah. Lad grabs onto the rope. Pulls herself up to the top of the blimp and be now begins the ultimate battle scene. But not before getting a 50s advert about the peanut clone takeover. What are they supposed to say to the clones? Hello. Say hello. Say hello to these nuts. <laughs> what? <laughs> I just, I mean, I guess literally. I just. I mean, that's yes, I literally. That's what, that's, that's what that they is, were asking them to do. It is, and to those nuts, <laughs> yeah, literally, literally they're, they're literally nuts. They're nuts, <laughs> and they were being asked to say hello to them. Yeah, that's correct. Molly's, Molly's just describing just, the plot, and she just said what happened. <laughs> yep, Molly's describing the plot of this movie. That's right. That's that's, that's what's occurring. That's literally what's going on right now. <laughs> Are you that's good? So funny. Around, just say hello to the peanuts. Say hello to these nuts. And I was like, <laughs> "Wow!" I I do enjoy how excited she is about this. The thing is, I wrote down. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, good. Ask Max and Alan what to say to the clones. They say. <laughs> You had to script it? You had to talk yourself through your joke? <laughs> oh my god. I didn't want to forget, she says. It's such a good joke. Uh huh. Or is it the plot of the movie? <laughs> you know, we'll never know. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that's funny. Man. Oh wow. Did we miss his villain song by the way? <laughs> no, we I did. I, miss his I wrote song. that. I liked that too. I all I'll say about the villain song was that it felt like a villain intro song that <laughs> right. should have happened in the first it was fifteen seven eighths of, of the movie. movie. Yes. Yeah. Instead yes. of when I definitely already know your motivation. <laughs> yeah, like we it would have been good if he sung it to Cashew like much earlier Seriously, in the movie. He's like about to lose, and he's like, <laughs> "Now is be prepared." You yeah. Know? Yeah, like it's be prepared yeah, when Simba's on the way back. Scar's hanging off the side of the cliff, <laughs> yeah. and he's like, "Give me a moment to sing." <laughs> like, it's it's like Gaston's like connected. also hanging off the side exactly. of the oh, one. Yeah, uh, let's do more of these. It's like Ursula's about to get rammed by the ship, and she's like, "Poor uh, uh, Give me another one. Let's go another one. Let's do another one. 
Alan, you're up. Come on. Okay, it's like Radigan is about to get turned on by the Native American. Uh, not right. Ratcliffe is about to get turned on by the uh, Native American. Na- no, we'll get that. That's the next one. Native American. It was Radigan though, and interesting he was about movie. to get turned on by Pocahontas. Yeah. Very interesting film. And then he's like, "Mine, boys, mine for the taking." And then imagine if Radigan <laughs> was about to fall off the clock, and he's like, "Radigan, the world's greatest criminal mind." Uh huh. Imagine if. <laughs> I just want to you finish this movie. You know, I gave one movie. example. I just want to finish this movie. And Molly has decided we need eight more. Do you need, you need another one? No, I, I'll, take one more. I'll take one more. Oh, my God. Give me one more. One more. I got to pick carefully, then. One day more. I don't know why I'm sitting <laughs> it's like, like It's this. like Frollo is about to fall off. Of the, Fro- he's hanging uh, yeah, from the guard, yeah, yeah. and he's like, Hellfire. That might Jean be more applicable. Claude that Frollo, one is more Frodo, Baggins, Baggins of the Shire. Dam, of the Shire. Yeah. Yeah, that, that one would be Because he's about to go, too. Correct. That yeah. one actually makes sense. Yeah, okay. Mm. Glad we found one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That works. Anyway, in this one, <laughs> yeah. was, I just thought it was. Well, I think my point was this was a little late for a villain. A little song. late for a villain song. We have the final villain confrontation. Clone Doctor Carver removes his skin suit, and then. But what if? Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> what if? Help it's me. like it's like uh, Mowgli's already gone back to the village with the people and. He's like, trust in me. Boom. Trust in me. This is the Hallowishes edition. Yeah. What the last bit of that. What if at the end of. (laughs) Penny. It's like at the end, after the hair's been cut, you hear, Mother knows best. Listen to your mother. Now, do we think it's the same as if uh, Hades is already falling into his own river and then you hear the muses be like, Hades had an evil plan. Oh. Because he's not he's singing not itself. Singing do we it. think that changes the properties of no, this? No, I think it's still, well, it's not a villain song. Young Herc was mortal now. Because that's just like the yeah. muse song, right? Yeah. Yeah. With a final bit of effort, Penny takes the plot gas, plunges it into the blimp, mm-hmm. and turns all of the super soldiers into peanut butter. Mm-hmm. That is then splooged all over the Coliseum filled with people. Yum. Hopefully no one has a peanut allergy. My God. God, could you imagine? Which everybody is upset by. And then 15 Cent saves it by delivering a line that I definitely misheard. (laughs) What does he say? What did he say? say? He says, it's okay, everyone. It's just part of my halftime show to promote my new album, Raw, Uncut, and Nutty. (laughs) What I what I heard and had to go back and look at the captions <laughs> after, to use Alan's word, it is splooged peanut butter all <laughs> over the stadium. I heard him go, it's all right, everybody. It's just my halftime show, raw, uncut, and nutted. <laughs> <laughs> and I oh, went, shit. I, I went, you know, record <laughs> straight. I went, I'm sorry, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> Now, why do they have to? Never. I mean, you know, I'm just gonna, we're about to get to the craziest part of this movie, and I just, just want to get there. I'm just saying each of those words individually. <laughs> they're all bad. They're all they're bad. All bad. In this certain situation. Huh. They're all There's double any, entendres. Anything better than that? All three of them double entendres. Yes. He makes it a 50 cent, 15 cent makes it about his raw, uncut, and nutty album. 
Dad is suddenly okay with Penny dancing and singing because apparently yeah. now Penny can sing. How does 15, 15 sets like, you guys save the day. You can not only dance in the halftime show, but you can sing. How does he know they can sing? Doesn't know. I mean, she can. But. She can. Good for her. But nobody has established it yet. Maybe it gets established in the show. Here's what I wrote at this section, and I just want to talk about it. I wrote, wow, this movie ends on a concert. And then I get a black screen that says three days later. <laughs> and I was like, no. what the fuck is happening? Yeah, it only gets crazier, actually. Now, after this, we have a wrestling match with nuts. And then Grandma Sugar Mama finds a nut-busting serum that's meant to make you big and strong. She spills the serum, and it's drunk by the dog. The dog becomes Dogzilla yep. and runs through the city as Penny is driving with her dad during a driving test. Then we get a pretty racially insensitive representation of a small Asian child who is playing a game about Godzilla and Dogzilla walks by and he loves Dogzilla. Puffzilla. Puffzilla, yes. Loves Puffzilla and chases after him. It, and it's after only racially insensitive, I think, because of the accent they give the kid. I, I agree. It yeah. made yeah. me That's go, the, ooh. Yeah. The and then we hit where Penny and Oscar drive up on a broken bridge with Puffzilla in front of the bridge. And just as they are about to, you just heard my brain glitch, by the way, listener. And just as they are about to succumb to the actions of Puffzilla, Big Sugar Mama, also having drank the serum, snatches Puffzilla away and then goes and plays in the ocean because the ocean is a pool. The end. Uh-huh. It's kind of like the Hulk, except for a little bit different. I don't understand the properties of clothing when you get bigger uh, as sure. a superhero oh, character yeah. Yeah. because I understand. They couldn't have Sugar Mama. She can't be new. Well, she was earlier. In we the didn't hot tub. see her though. Yeah, know. but you could put something in front of her. I'm just saying it's interesting that her moo moo grew with. It's kind of funnier if she does just has buildings in front of her. Yeah, that would be funny. That's funny. Or the dog, like. Or the dog, yeah. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, I don't understand. I never understood this in the Hulk either. It doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense. Like, why are your pants getting bigger? Why is your moo moo getting bigger? Well, I think that they in the Hulk. They try and say that he wears gym shorts or some. Somebody makes him fancy shorts, right? In, mm-hmm. I think in different versions of the Hulk the implication is that he has like the reason they're purple shorts is because they were purple pants and when he grew because he he gets bigger but not like not her big yeah right and i think the implication sometimes is that like they rip off here but it doesn't make sense yeah it makes no sense it doesn't make sense yeah maybe maybe at least for the hulk some like Tony made him some sp- yeah they like retcon fancy that, like, like some growing fucking material yeah, yeah. like pim tech because they do shit. that in She-Hulk too they get yeah. like a dress that she can wear yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's right well, we had a perfectly normal ending by comparison with the concert. Was it perfectly normal? In comparison. Yeah, you're right. In comparison, it was relatively normal. I've got to know what your thoughts are about this movie. Molly, you, Molly, what's your rating? Three. Whoa. I did not like it. Yeah. I thought it was bizarro. And I, I did do some research. None of the none of the shows like this. The show is like teen high school drama yeah. with the cheerleading squad and, and the gross sisters being bullies and like yeah. I would much prefer that because I love a teen yeah. high school setting. Um it was you know, I I knew some of these characters. I laughed a couple times. I uh, I adore Cashew and the dance off, but I really didn't care for this movie. Yeah. 
Yeah, for me, listen, I I I, I wrote a three point one. Um, it was just so absurd that I had trouble taking any of it seriously. And hearing you say that there, Molly, that you did research and that the show itself was relatively normal as like a teen slice of life story makes me feel like I feel like I should probably rate it lower. But my original rating is a 3.1 just because of how absurd it is. I think that like I would enjoy this cast of characters if they were in a slice of life show. Mm-hmm. That seems like it'd be a very enjoyable watch. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm compelled to watch the show episode where they retcon this movie. Sure. I think all of the positive things I have to say about this movie ultimately come from the show. Mm -hmm. You know, whether it's the like fun references in the names, uh, some of the, the characters, the relationships, I think all of that stuff ultimately is from the television show, which to my understanding is pretty well received. And, and I think there's a lot of good to say about the show. Yeah. Mm. Especially, you know, uh, in terms of what it meant to have that level of representation mm-hmm. on D- Disney television in, in the middle 2000s, right? But if I just look at this movie, it's tough to say much that is unique to the movie yeah. that is positive, yeah. right? I think it stands on having a show, much like Jet Jackson did, much like Kim Possible did, much like even Stevens did, with established characters and established whatever, um, but that the movie plot is just fucking absurd. It's just crazy. Uh, I'm going to give it a four. I think most all of my points are coming from things that are not about this film at all and are mostly about what I think good is coming from the show and is translating. But my gut is that if I watched it and it was more grounded, more about the family, more about the relationships that I would like it a lot better. Uh, yeah, I, I think I'm a little angry that if the show ended this way and I feel more legitimate about this now after having found out when I was doing my research about them having to retcon this movie, it makes me upset that the show originally ended quote unquote in this way because that feels like it's a disservice to people who enjoyed the slice of life show. This was your favorite show and this is the season finale. Yeah. So or series finale. Think about this is this is standard for these decoms. A lot of these decoms end their series with a movie. Now, multiple now have been retconned, but like, I, I thought the Kim Possible movie wrapped it up pretty good. Mm-hmm. You know, if there was a will, they won't. They have Kim and Ron. You give the people what they want. You know, they had a nice like they saved the day. They had this moment. Kim and Ron end up together. You can feel however you want about that, but it did feel like they were paying off a will, they won't. They mm-hmm. right. Jet Jackson has this like tension that connects the rest of the show. It gets resolved. He decides like something that feels uh, like it's going to give closure and feels connected. This feels so separate. Yeah. This feels like the opposite of fan service because a lot of times a series finale is fan is a lot of fan service a lot of like characters come back from out the like throughout the series there's a lot of references to things and to give fans of a beloved show especially like you said max one that has meant so much to a lot of people to give them something just completely different and completely out of left field i agree is like you're doing a disservice to this this great show that that was unique and different and and Mm -hmm. very popular and i mean clearly it was beloved it's back yeah but i have a review for you from imdb i'm ready The title of this review is So Creepy with Three Question Marks. 
There is something so off creepy? about so yeah. creepy. So creep. There is something off about this movie. Uh-huh. Ten years later, and I'm still creeped out. Okay. Is it the peanut people or? You know what? We get no more context. That is. That's the, the whole review. That's the whole review. <laughs> <laughs> That's an amazing. Review. Yeah, to the point. I loved that. That's so good. And our shortest seat is the Beatles review to date. I thought I'd just leave you with that. Well, friends, that brings us to the end of the Proud Family movie. What's coming up next? Twitches. Twitches. Twitches and then. High School Musical. All in this Okay, but we together. can't rush through Twitches to get there. We, we can't. Gotta, no, we, we gotta, gotta enjoy Twitches. Twitches. Hey, it's got the Maori twins in it, right? Yeah. It's T and Tamara Maori. We gotta mm-hmm. savor Twitches, and then we'll We love a Halloween special. We do. It's October right now, so it's perfect. Yeah. When's that coming out? Twitches? It comes out. Twitches. Very close um, to Halloween, right? Yeah, I think it's gonna come out the week before. Halloween? Or the week of. Because Halloween's in the middle of the week, so I think it's Halloween's the right one. Tuesday. I think it's the right one to be... Yeah. Yeah. That's exciting. Interesting. Well, folks, thank you so much for tuning in. We really do appreciate it. Be sure to rate and review this podcast wherever it is you get your pod. It really does help us out. Be sure to follow us on all of our socials. And if you'd like to join us in the conversation about this episode or any other episode of Zetus the Beatus, join us on Discord. But until next time, friends, and we talk about Twitches, we will see you later. Uh, Bye-bye now. Bye. This shit was nuts. Now, what if you were a nut? If you were a nut, what kind of nut would you want your clone to be made out of?